1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm
2: going to start by making sure I say uh, thank you to our players, coaches, um, all the support staff around the team for the work, the work they did day in and day out. Um, just really appreciative of their commitment uh, professionalism how they handle themselves but I also want to say thank you to the bigger uh, part of the organization and people in this organization that work downstairs upstairs that really people don 't see every day um, just the commitment that they have to the logo in this organization and whether it's you know people in ticketing um, having making phone calls and talking to Uh, season ticket members or, you know, our community relations staff, the great work they do. You think about operations and people that are here in the middle of the night, day after day, and just um, marketing and finance, just so many different parts of this organization um, that maybe don't get credit. So I just want to make sure I say thank you to them as well. And then lastly, I want to thank the fans. You've heard me say over and over again, um, we need to connect with this fan base. We need to earn their trust we need to build something special here that our fans can be proud of. And I have to tell you, you know, sitting sitting some of the games later in the year and feeling the energy, I know our players felt it, um, but seeing the wave and, uh, you know, like just the chance and it's special. And I, I've talked to players about this, but there is nothing more powerful than one of our guys looks up and sees someone in the 300 level or a family there and knows they're wearing whatever jersey, and they're they're spending their money and their time and putting their energy into this team, it's powerful. And when our players recognize that and they appreciate that and the fans appreciate what they're saying to us, it's a big deal. It's really powerful. So I just want to make sure I started with that. Kevin, last summer when you were going through that longer coaching search to make sure that you made the hire that you wanted to make, I'm sure you had other people weighing in, you need this, you need that, you need an experienced guy, but you stuck to the coach that you wanted to hire that you believe and after
3: one
2: season, how do you reflect on not only the job that Don did, but obviously the entire staff? Yeah, well, let's see. Uh, Donnie is um, hes just a really, really good person. Let's start with that. Um, and you want to be around good people, and you want to surround yourself with as many good people that you can have fun with, be honest with back and forth, um, but you start there. And then, you know, he's, he's an incredibly intelligent um, coach, Uh, He understands the game at a high level, clearly, but he also understands people and the players trust him because he's honest. Uh, And then, you know, I think um, his ability as a head coach to be in the moment and want the best for that moment, but also have perspective on the big picture and the development and how our players need to, you know, just grow and learn. And it's not just because they're young, but that's just a really important part of coaching. Um, and he has that ability to do that. Um, and I think that's not easy. So yeah, really excited about Donnie, the coaching staff in general. I mean, these guys are, they mesh really, really well together. Their personalities fit. Um, they hold each other accountable, but they're, uh, they have fun. I mean, you want to have fun. This should be fun. Um, and they have a great room in there. And I, I do believe that, Um, the players pick up on that. The players feel the energy. The players want to get on the ice early. Um, The players want to stay on the ice late. And part of that is because they trust the coaching staff. And so, yeah, reflecting back, I know I'm I'm very appreciative and, you know, thankful for the job they've done. And they're excited to get better, too. You know, they want to be better themselves, and we're having those meetings now. But um, it's a good group.
4: Kevin, you obviously have a roster that looks pretty full on paper for next year. The one area everybody talks about is the goaltending. I guess the the two questions I have is how much of whatever happened with goaltending, the first step is going to be whatever Craig decides. And the second part is how worried are you about the continued injury problems with UPL?
2: Yeah, well, you know, in terms of Craig particular, um, man, just what he brings every day was a big deal. Not just Deionis. You know, Deionis thought he performed very well. He was solid. He was stabilizing in there, calm, gave our team a chance to win every night uh, that he played. But his presence in the locker room, his presence in practice, his experience, I really think that was a big deal and the the culture piece of what we're working towards. So, you know, I'll leave out the details of he and I in our private conversation, but he knows exactly how we feel about him And, and, you know, we owe him the respect to, take a breath, you know, spend a little time with his family here and just be honest. And that's what we've asked him to do. Um, so he and I will be in, you know, conversations here, you know, coming, um, after he has a little time to, to take it all in. So yeah, we'll, we'll see where that situation goes. Um, you know, in terms of the, I guess, Mike, the big picture, I'm really excited about, you know, the internal answers I feel we we have here within the organization um, for down the road. And I'd say, you know, obviously UPL fits that. You know, I, I really... I like the way he played when he was here. I like the way he's battled through adversity, um, whether it's injury or just you know inconsistencies at times. And then if you look at his games over the last you know few weeks, and they were in you know basically playoff mode, where every game was 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 you know almost do or die for them. Um, he's played really strong. He played confident. And he was giving his team a chance to win. So. Um, for me, there was a good maturity out of him. And, yeah, you know, certainly um, the injury, sometimes it's it's asking the question why. You know, is it just a fluky type thing? I mean, he got hit pretty hard there the other night when he's in the crease. And, you know, that's, I don't know there's much you can do about that. But that's something um, we'll talk about. But, obviously, a guy like, you know, Devin Levi, you know, he's – what he did in college hockey this year is uh, pretty special. And, you know, just even in terms of my conversations with him um, and talking about where's he at in his career, next steps, you know, the answer of you know, I'll share with you, one of the reasons we talked about him him wanting to go back to school was because he said, you know, I want to feel the pressure of being the, the top goalie in the country and having expectations on me and, and work through that. Like, that's a pretty mature answer um, for, you know, a young player to have. So I think it just says a lot about who he is. But so big picture, we feel, you know, good internally. You know, we'll look at different options. um, But what we won't do is, you know, do something to box ourselves out um, or, you know, that maybe we would be uncomfortable, you know, down the road because we're just trying to do something Feel we have to do it right now. So we'll balance all that. Going off that, Kevin, how tough is it to not get so excited with the way this team played in the second half of the year and want to make a move right now with draft capital or with a free agency or trades or whatever to try and win next year? considering the playoff expectations are now there from the fan base. Yeah, I think you balance it all. I think what you can't do is, and you've heard me say this before, you can't hit fast forward. You can't just say we're going from here to here. You have to. It's a process. And this is about us getting better. We're not satisfied right now. We, you know, we – we played some really good hockey at the end of the year. I like the growth of our team. I like the growth of some individuals and majority of the individuals into the way it came together, but we have a long way to go. We got a lot of work ahead of us. So we wanna make sure that we're setting this organization up for sustainable long-term success. And certain decisions you can make in the short term that maybe would you know, push you a little bit further along, you may, it may come back to haunt you a little bit later. So we have to be really disciplined and careful as we put this together. Um, we have to stay, you know, really thinking about not boxing certain players out of whether it's a job here or even ice time within our team. So those are all the kind of things that we, you know, we think about. But you know, you touched on playoffs. You know, I, I really believe that um, when you look, when you when you're part of a team, you have to have um, goals. You have to have expectations. You know, we work every day. We want to win a Stanley Cup. We want to. Okay, so how do you do that? Well you got to get to the playoffs before you can win a Stanley Cup. So, okay, now take it back from there. What do you need to do during the season to make sure you're winning enough hockey games to put yourself in that position? Ultimately, that's over there. The focus that we talk about every day is what are we doing today to be better than I was yesterday? How do we win the day? How do we win the moments within the day to be better? And if you approach that, whether that's my job, coaching staff, anyone, support staff, players, if you have that mentality every day, it, it'll take care of itself. And so that's, that's what you'll hear us focus on, you know, moving forward. We're going to talk about getting better, and that's a big deal.
4: Kevin, is Ryan Johnson
2: made a decision yet? Uh, he's, at this point, looking like he's going to go back to school. Um, we've had conversations. He still is kind of, you know, it's open-ended a little bit, but he's indicated that, you know, where he's at right now and the team they have and the ice time he gets there. He thinks, you know, at this point he's leaning that direction. Uh, no, I mean, you know, you look at every one of these situations and it goes back to having honest conversations, um, which we've had. Um, but, you know, we're very supportive um, of players when they, if they're in an environment that we feel they can get better, that's what we look at. And I know his coach and the coaching staff very well. Um, you know, I know the league he plays in, and, you know, not think this will help him continue to get better if that's ultimately the final decision he makes. Kevin,
3: you made the point a lot of times last year How much do you think the removal of of, of Reinhardt, Liden, and Eichel—guys who were getting fed up with losing and all this other stuff—and were part of the older team—how much by removing them from the equation allowed this team to grow?
2: Well, I think it's um, you know let's 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 look at the bigger picture first. When we talk about players that that want to be here, it's about everything. It's not just about um, you know. Do they like the coach or, you know, did they like a buddy on the team? It's do you like getting up in the morning and living in this community? Do you do you, everything about it? Do you truly believe that I'm in a position to succeed, and can I get the most out of my career? And when you have that, you can start to build something special. And that's why I talked about that. We have to have a culture of that. We have to have players that truly appreciate what this place is all about. We all got a history lesson this year. You know, I said this to the players um, after the last game. Just being part of this season and with all of the RJ you know, stuff going on, I... I if you're Samuelson and you're seeing a call R.J. made in Jumatron, I mean, it's powerful and you're saying, wow, okay, there's this is a history lesson in what this place is all about. So we want to make sure we identify people that truly believe in what's going on here and want to be part of something special. So as we made decisions, um, it, it, it was with that in mind. And then what we also wanted to do was put our young players in a position to be able to identify the core of this group moving forward. And we did like I said earlier, we didn't want to box players out, whether it's a job or ice time. And you know, we wanted to make sure that we set players up ultimately to succeed. And that's that's was our mindset and it's going to continue to be. On that note, how different is this locker room from last year to this year? Well <laughs> you know, I, I really feel that if you can create an environment where people can come in every day and be authentic and just be themselves and that now is you're putting them in a position to thrive you're putting them in a position to maximize what their gifts are and what I feel really good about this locker room is that's the way it is now It's whether you're loud and funny or you just are more quiet or whatever that type of personality is you're accepted because the people in this room um, have a maturity about them and I give Kyle, like Poso and Zaymus, Gergeson a ton of credit. They they have, um, as more the veteran guys, kind of set a standard um, for how we are going to be doing things. Um, but it takes everybody, and it's not just the players. It takes the coaches. It takes the equipment. It takes the trainers. I mean, just the whole the whole culture isn't just one thing. It's all of everybody working together, and that's why I even talk about the bigger organization. Everybody's part of it. So. I'm proud that we are now have an environment where people are accepted um, for who they are and look at Owen Power. It's not easy to come in regardless of how talented you are to come into a team late and um, what I loved about the way Owen came in here was one, he was able to be himself and accepted by his teammates and then two, just the way he wanted to fit in. You know, I'm going to pick up pucks after practice or water bottles. I mean, that's that's big deal. And then the players, everybody feels that. So that's the environment we want. we got to keep working at it. With the cohesion and the improvement that you've seen this year, do you feel like this rebuild over the last year is mostly over now? Well, your word, never mind. Um, build. It's a build. Um, and it's important because you're always building. You know, it's it's never over. Um, it's always about getting better. And what I feel good about is you look at our team now and our the continuity within the staff and the players, the majority of this team, you know, will be back next year here. Um, they just have that much more experience. And um, But you're building. And we want really good players and really good people that love being here. And when that comes together, and I think, what we feel is it's it's starting to. Um, it can be special and it can be powerful, and the players now believe, and that's a big deal. Would
3: you like to still add an established defenseman to
2: the Yeah, well, you know, it's really interesting um, watching the young group play there, and that's why you know I didn't you know probably say it earlier, but just with getting Owen signed and in here, it felt like. Really wanted to see how it all fit together. Um, and, you know, talking to the coaches, talking to the players in the exit meetings, you know, I asked a lot of questions just about, you know, right shot, left shot, right D. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how close you guys watch when you, a pair like Darlene and Samuelson and it's hard to figure out who's playing which side. <laughs> it is the way they're moving around, and part of that's by design, from the way Donnie and the coaches put the system in, and part of that's these, the chemistry and them just, you know, doing their things, So let's focus on we have to get a right shot defenseman to play with Owen Power or Rasmus Dallin, more about is there the right person that fits what we're doing here that can um, be additive to every, to all parts of the culture and the, their on-ice play. So yeah, for sure we're going to look at that, um, but probably more comfortable with figuring out that right type of fit rather than it has to be this type of fit, you know, if that makes any sense.
4: You've mentioned Kyle and Zemkis. And I know you and Donnie are both comfortable with the leadership group. What goes into the decision of going forward that way or going forward naming a
2: captain? Yeah, you know, I think when you look at uh, this season, um, we wanted to be careful to put too much on just, you know, one guy, especially as we were, you know, building and transitioning in, into this phase. Um but we wanted to make sure we gave the young guys a voice and let them, you know, have their time to learn and be comfortable in the locker room. And it doesn't just because you don't have a letter doesn't mean you can't be a leader and can't speak up. And that's what those guys in that room have established: that anyone can say anything when they feel it's the right time. So, you know, Donnie and I will continue to have some conversations. But you know, I can't, I can't highlight enough. Kyle Eposo and what he means to this group and from the exit meetings to just you know the all day during the season um, every day just the conversations we're all have with him or other people just to say you know what what he's done and what he means to this group so um, you know we're excited we feel that we have a really good now group of leaders and we also have younger leaders that can be themselves, and regardless of, you know, actually being an assistant or a captain or whatever, have a voice, and that's powerful.
3: You talk about guys being more comfortable. How did you see Rasmus Dowling grow into being more comfortable, not just on the ice but in himself, like, you know, talking to us and and so forth?
2: Incredible. You know, I, I give Rasmus a ton of credit. Uh, he made it very clear, and I don't know if you guys remember last year during this press conference, you know, I was energized. The young players that we spoke to at the end of the exit meetings, um, they were hungry. They wanted this. They want to get better. Um, Rasmus was the one leading the charge, and I saw really something special out of him um, last year starting in that meeting. He, he came right into training camp um, confident, um, wanting to make a difference, and I and I think what you saw with Rasmus was um, starting to believe in that he could be a dominant player um, night after night. And it's you're not always going to have your A game, you know, every night. 82 games, it's hard, but um, there's a lot of games where he's the best player on the ice. And uh, I think he's gonna he's the type of person that wants to be great. He wants to be the best, and he's going to put the work in. Um, so those are the guys you start to really get excited about because they're not satisfied. They want to be better, and he's a great teammate. I mean, the guys look to him as a leader now, and they look to him because of his habits, his work ethic. I want to get on the ice early and work on my game. I just played 26 minutes last night, but I'm going to be the first one out there working on something. That, that sends a message to everybody in the locker room, and that's a, that's a really impressive um, kind of – progress, you know, since where we were here last year. <coughs> Are you
1: like
3: an off where you don't have to deal with all of the stuff
2: that you had since you got this job? <laughs> Well I don't know. I might sleep a little more. Um, but you're always you're always thinking, you're always working um, to how can we get better, what can we improve on? There's certain things, quite honestly, that I haven't your, your priority list and I haven't had time to really be able to like dig into um, and take a deep dive on, which we're gonna do this off season in certain ways. Um, there's, there's ways for me that um, I wanna get better. I wanna get better at this job. I wanna be a better um, general manager. I wanna be a better leader in this organization. So part of, uh, if I do get a little bit of downtime, part of that'll be um, maybe time for me to reflect. I haven't had a lot of that time to say where where did I do things well, where could I have been better, why, have conversations with people. I try to learn from every conversation and just, um, you know, push myself. So that's, you know, maybe just in a personal note, kind of some of the things I'll be thinking about a little bit.
3: What are three potential draft picks? How how do you you go about that if if Vegas stays outside of the top ten and you have three, might you consider – leveraging one of those assets or whatever to move up? And, and or would you prefer Vegas to maybe win the lottery so you get uh, two assets a year a year
2: later? That's why we were comfortable either way. If that's the way it shakes out, you know, first-round picks are very valuable. Um, so we were comfortable either way. Um, I, I think, John, when it comes to this year's draft, um, we'll be open. We will have conversations. um is there something that we do that makes sense um, that we think is going to put us in a better position? Then we'll do it. What we won't do is do something we think is just a short-term um, fix because that's just kind of what I talked about earlier. That's not where we're at right now. Um, if you're putting me on the spot, I would I would expect that we would make our three picks. You know, it's I believe in the pipeline. You have to build um, when we talk about long-term sustainable success. Uh, you need talent you need talent that can come up from Rochester and you don't have to rush them you can you can let them grow and develop and then when they're ready boom they're here and they're ready to be impactful not just surviving so a lot of that is how you draft and you know the assets that you have that was part of our plan was to accumulate assets now um, you know so we would expect that we would would use them that appropriately but you've got to be open you got to be in the conversations and you have to be ready for any type of thing um, if the right opportunity presents itself.
3: In, in retrospect, thank, thank you. And when, when the turning point of this season seemed to be that that Vegas game, the three to one win, when you get Tuck and Krebs both getting involved in, in that win, and just the energy in this room, I'm not sure. From your perspective, did this team have to, to, for, for lack of a better phrase, exercise that ghost um, in, in in some ways? Because that seemed to be aside from the Toronto wins, but that seemed to be, that seemed to energize this franchise moving forward. How important was that? And and and, and given how much patience you put in to make that trade, <laughs> how validating at this point was it? Looking back and getting those two guys.
2: Well, the first part of the question, I'll say. Um, you look at different times in the season and games and experiences you 're about to have as growth opportunities and I felt that the Vegas game, if we 're focused on that game in particular, was an amazing growth opportunity because of the emotion around it and the building people talking about it and all eyes on our team and watching that game. How is it going to unfold look well, that 's playoffs right like that 's what happens in the playoffs. the lights are a little brighter the There's more reporters around the cameras. And so you have to understand how to handle all of that and still be at the top of your game. So I looked at it as this is just a great growth opportunity. Now, the way it played out and our guys performed, I was proud of. And what got me more excited if I'm looking at other games and just different situations, whether it was the outdoor game or some other bigger games down the stretch, our players elevated. You think about RJ Knight and just... You know, they elevated, um, they stayed calm, confident, and executed. You know, and even the last game where, you know, it was a nice way to kind of finish for us, it was tough. We didn't have a lot of energy, and they found a way. They fought through. So those are all growth opportunities. You know, in terms of the trade itself, you know, it's um, Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs are unbelievable people. Like, these guys, uh, they care they love the game they love being a buffalo saber and they're just um they're really good people and we have really we're really excited about the hockey players they are you know i've said this to alex um i think he's still scratching the surface of what he can do as a hockey player i think he has another level um and peyton's young you know peyton's a young player he had a great in my opinion he did a great job for us but He's learning from all these experiences. He's processing um, what it's about to play in this league. And, you know, he's young, um, but he's just hungry to get better. So, man, it's just uh, it's exciting as I think back on it. Um, and it's why, you know, maybe people did say you took a long time or you were patient. But it's because, in my opinion, we, we just couldn't compromise on what we needed to do um, for this franchise. So, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it.
4: Kevin, there was a lot of talk, obviously, early in the year, especially about attendance. And there were extenuating factors, we all know. And the attendance grew as time went on. Uh, Special events, winning team, more wins, so more people came. And I would expect more people keep coming. The one thing we hear every single day from people, when you talk about your whole organization, is the building is a dump. You know, my seat is broken, my cup holder is broken. That kind of thing organizationally. What can you tell people if they want to come and spend their money to buy tickets, about just the physical atmosphere. They're not going to get a three hundred million dollar renovation of this building yet. But in the short term, what can you give fans as a message to the way they're going to have a game presented to them? Well,
2: yeah. So when I think about our fans, I, I you know, and I have had and you may or may not know this, I have had some. Um, season ticket member conversations where you know I'll be with a couple hundred people and for an hour um, they'll ask me questions um, and I hear a little bit of that but what I mostly hear is I want a team that I can really rally behind and get excited about and can't wait to get to the arena and so I hear the conversations or the questions or the things that are brought to me are more focused on that. And that's part of my message to our team is about earning the respect and earning the trust. And when we do that and we're in the process of that, we have to keep doing that. We have a long way to go. Um, I feel good about, you know, how the other things will fall into place. You know, when you come to the arena, you want to be entertained. You want to have fun. Um, you know, you just want to say, "Man, I love this team," and I and I think that's our job. Um, but yeah, when there's other things that you're talking about, a seat. You know, one of the things I've learned in a leadership position is you have to know, right? Like you have to know these things. So you, we need as an organization, if that's the case, and a fan is in a is in a seat that something's wrong with them, they need to make sure they tell someone and tell us, and we'll get it done. You know, so. Um, Sometimes that stuff is talked about, but you know the people that can actually follow through and do it may not even really totally know. So I think that's part of the interaction and the trust that we need to have. We need to make sure that we're communicating, um, asking questions. I think the biggest mistake you can make um, when you're in an organization is not talk to the people that are coming. you know, Have conversations, um, ask questions, and then listen. Sometimes people ask questions, but you forget to listen. So we all need to listen and um, be better and then make sure that whatever the priority of our fans is and helping them with their fan experience, we can deliver on.
4: You said you wanted to be better. Um, you know, a lot of people would already say the drafting has gone really well. The Eichel trade certainly looks really well off the top. I mean, in terms of putting together a hockey team, what do you think you need to
2: be better at? Me personally, you I mean? Well, I, I think um, when you look at the team – you know, if I'm just putting myself saying like, okay, today, what do I need to do? Or what have I learned? Um, it's really challenging sometimes to, uh, take a little of the emotion out of it. Um, and so I think what, what I need to do is uh, at times, um, watch where our team is at and give us honest assessment. And then sometimes just get out of the way, you know, like, Get out of the way. Like for me, sometimes you know, I I love talking to the coaches. I love being in there. I love being part of it. I love talking to our players, and they would probably tell you that's I don't know. In my experience as a player, is rare, but I love that part of it. But then sometimes for me, I just I just need to just let things happen, you know, and let them go through, um, whatever the ups and downs and the challenging parts. And that goes back to the leadership. You know, when you have a guy like a Kyle, that, you know, is kind of just keeping things even keel, it helps, you know, and then the other thing I would say is, um, just being, um, being present, uh, and for me is, is, uh, so important because sometimes in this job, you can, think about all these things down the road, or I get a diss, or what, what's going to happen when we need to sign this guy, or, you know, sometimes you just need to be present. And you just need to take it in, um, and so that's something I probably work on um, as, as, as I get more experience in the job. When we played eight
3: games, just what surprised you, what impressed you, and just how valuable are
2: those eight games Yeah, yeah I mean, I just think really valuable, because he is the tight. he's very self-aware, He's very, um, he has an extremely high ability to process his own game. Um, and so he will take those eight games' experiences and absolutely help him train this summer. I got to get better at this. And, you know, so, and, you know, his, his, his answer to me in the exit meeting was very interesting. I found like, you know, what was the biggest thing, you know, like when you jump into an NHL game coming from college? And most of, t- most of the time, the answer is well, the game's faster. And the players are stronger. And what he said to me was the players are smarter. And so, you know, he's now processing that. You know, as I go back for defense defenseman, I check my shoulder, I might not be able to go, you know, just there with the puck because this guy's smart. He's jumping that the winger. You know what I mean? So he's processing all that. I'm really incredibly uh, excited about him in the future. He's a great person. The poise he shows within games. Um, he loves it here. He wants to be here. Uh, he believes in what we're doing, and, and he's a great teammate, you know, and he can just come in and be himself. You know, we don't have the way, he doesn't have the weight of the world on his shoulders. He doesn't have these expectations. He has to be something. Just come and be yourself, and that's been the message to him. Be the best version of yourself every day, and, you know, he's a talented kid. He's going to continue to get better and better.
3: Kevin, you have a lot of hockey experience, obviously, You've been around a lot of teams. You said that in your experience it was rare for a GM to kind of be so present. What's it been like for you being so engaged with this top-down culture that John says he can only cultivate with your
2: support? Well, I I just, you know, I feel very strongly that um, when I got this job, I I, I promised myself that I had to be me. And yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure and you can get, it's just a lot going on that you can get distracted and you can forget um, at the end of the day. Be the best person you can be. Treat people well. Surround yourself with good people. That's it, right? And just be honest. You're not always going to have the right answers. You're not always going to... Sometimes you think in these jobs you have to have the answer all the time or you have to be the smartest person. Just be honest and do the right thing. And so for me, that's been the message to the players is I'm going to ask you questions. Um, and just be honest with me. It doesn't mean that you know there's anything wrong. And then it also allows you to build relationships and to then have harder conversations because it's not always great. You know, You have to be able to... Um, Bring players in and just, you know, really have that honest back and forth dialogue. So I I think I would have appreciated that as a player to have that type of relationship um, with the general manager. So, you know, you'd have to ask the players. But I, I do feel good about what we're building and how we treat each other in this organization. And that's the same for it doesn't matter if I'm upstairs and I'm, you know, it's an intern. You know, like we want to treat each other with respect. Um, we want to do the right things here um, and make this a place that people love to come to every day. And it, it's just, that's, that's what I believe very strongly in how I try to act every day.
3: And speaking of leadership positions, where are you guys at with naming
2: a captain? Yeah, we'll talk about it. You know, we're, we're something Donnie and I have spent time already talking about. Um, we feel that uh, we're in a different place than we were, you know, last summer at the start of the season, whatever you want to say. Um, So, you know, we're going to we're going to continue here over the next couple weeks to have those conversations. But um, we feel that uh, we're in a pretty good spot there.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit
0: HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy